When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick, Dylan Waugh. I am the John Entwistle to Ken's Keith Moon. That's right. Who are we? <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about the Florida Panthers, the Winnipeg Jets, and a bunch of news and notes around the league, and maybe, maybe even some goalie stuff. Check us out at Hockey No Filter on Twitter at Ken underscore Campbell 27, and of course at underscore Dylan Waugh. I started just kind of like pattering and then I realized that I hadn't gotten to the Twitter yet. And I was just like, oh, no, why was I wasting time? But, you know, cool story, bro. Um, wasn't it? though? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you want to hear a couple of things just off the top that are bugging me? <laughs> yeah. OK, I do. Actually. Okay. OK, first of all, they did. They did My it. At, they did it at Tim Hortons again. <laughs> They ignored okay. me. Yeah. They just, I walked in. They actually didn't ignore me this time. A couple of times the girl walked by the till, nobody there, and made eye contact and nodded at me, yeah. and then just kept walking. <laughs> <clears throat> and then finally, at some point, there was two of them, two women, two uh, two employees in the back, and one of them looked at me and sort of went, well, I guess I better go, and I, I guess I better take your order. Don't you know that the... That bugged me. The that only way to me. get the service at Tim okay. Hortons is to light a cigarette. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Okay, you, well... You, you light up a lung heater there and... I'll have to, have to go. Off they go. I'll have to bring my darts with me the next <laughs> time. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, just had a bag of roast chicken chips. That's uh, weird. Underwhelming. <laughs> underwhelming. They tasted <laughs> like regular chips. Uh, number three, I mean, regular chips are pretty good though. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, it wasn't bad, but I was expecting more of a roast chicken flavor than I got. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't cool. these chips, Swiss chalet. <clears throat> no, I got them at the store. They're roast chicken lays, roast chicken chips. Okay. And they're right. okay, They're okay, but they were underwhelming. You see, your problem is that you went with lays chicken. Now their egg chips are fantastic. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Get it? Because yeah. they laid yeah, an egg? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the third thing is, so I just turned 60 recently, and uh, so now my wife and I go and play pickleball <laughs> at the community center. That's obligatory when you turn 60, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And so I hate it. Yeah. Because I'm terrible at it. Okay. Which which is comes as no surprise to anyone who knows me. I'm, yeah. ter- I'm terrible at it. It okay. takes, yeah. But what really pisses me off is you see these old guys, like 75-year-old guys, and they put this wicked spin on the ball, <laughs> and you can't hit it. And they got, they're beating you like 10-2, and they're still doing it. Yeah. Like, stop it. <laughs> like, I- stop it. Give me a fighting chance here. <laughs> I got beat in badminton like a lot by my stepdad. Yeah. Who for a while was trying to get into the world over 80 badminton tournament. That was his goal. Oh, cool. And then he, some heart issues kind of knocked him out of that. um, You know what I mean? And, uh, but the level of attrition in that, in that tournament, I would (laughs) suspect is pretty high. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still both his hips. He has, (laughs) but uh, he's got a clear advantage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but uh, hang on. There's not a joint on you that's over 80. <laughs> There's not a joint on you that's over eight. <laughs> but uh, so, and, and you know, I mean, it's one of these things, right, where it's like when I was at those Fed camps, I was in both of them the oldest goalie by like six or seven years, right? Mm-hmm. But I held my own because my positioning and the way that I, I think the game, right? And I'm not getting overexcited. I'm not getting into my own head, Right. And and uh, more than a few of the younger <clears throat> kids are incredibly athletic. Don't get me wrong, but like it was just like a very simple set play with a pass and a pass, and they're like, "Wah!" 
And they're just like across their crease and down yeah. and out and all over the place. And you know what I mean? And and it was a similar thing with badminton. But anyways, I think that that's actually the perfect segue, as I was saying it, to let's talk about the Florida Panthers and Sergey Bobrovsky. No, wait, wait, no, wait. No, we're not talking about that yet. Because oh, there's okay. something I still want to say about okay. pickleball. Let's, okay, great, okay. let's hear it. Uh, well, it pisses me off. What pisses me off the most about it Segway is, ruined. is that, is that, um, is that like if it were a cardio thing, I'd be running these bastards off the court all the time. It's not. It's it's just You'd be like able to how beat you, a seventy five year old oh, in yeah. a cardio. It's thing. just about how you hit the ball. But I'm getting my ass kicked by like these seventy five year old men and women just yeah. because they can put a spin on the ball that I can't. Yeah, bugs me. Yeah, Anyways. no, I, I hear you. And 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 badminton's the same same thing where like he knows how to place the birdie. You know what I mean? Like you know, in it's a, called a shuttlecock. <laughs> Sorry, is it called a shuttlecock, or were you saying it's called a shuttle cock? No, it's called a shuttle. <laughs> Are you calling cock? me a cock? <laughs> <laughs> uh. I said, I said, I said, boy, that's I, I said that's called I said, boy, I said that's called a shuttlecock, boy. <laughs> All right. All right. Foghorn Leghorn. We the greatest have gone completely of off the we've gone completely <laughs> off the rails. Yeah. Well, thanks. I had a perfect segue. Okay. But you seem like you don't want a competent uh, partner here at this podcast. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> there's going to be kind of a, a theme to this whole episode, which I realize basically goaltending ties into every single topic. Hmm. So let's start with the Florida Panthers. Okay. Then we're going to move to the Winnipeg <clears throat> Jets. And then we're going to move to a little bit of goaltending controversy that uh, that's come up and, and yeah. then a few other little news and notes. But let's start. Florida Panthers. Tell me how you're feeling about the the Florida Panthers. Not feeling good. Not feeling good about them at all. Um, it's, it's weird because, like, it seemed like last year was one of those years where everything fell into place for them. Yeah. You know, and they, they like everybody had great years. They won the president's trophy. Um, this year, like last year, they had 29 multiple goal come from, or maybe not multiple goal, but they had 29 come from behind wins last year. Yeah. This year they have, I think two and they don't, and none, none of them have been multiple goal deficits. Like all I ever see every night in the NHL is teams coming back from being down two, three goals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and the and and the Florida Panthers aren't doing that. Yeah. Um. You know. I mean, not having Barkov for the last couple of games. Yeah, that really hurts. That hurts a lot. Um. You know. But but I just feel like they've tried to they tried to to tighten up defensively, and yeah. and I don't. I think they're still trying to figure out what they are. Like they they they're not very good defensively and. The fact that they've tried to be more defensive has hurt their ability to, you know, to to score in bunches and stuff like that. That things that you need to do to, to do to come back in games. Um, but yeah, I I really don't um, I I I don't like their present, and I'm really concerned about their future. They have they don't have a first round pick for the next three years. Yeah, of the nine picks. So if you take the first three rounds of the next three drafts, so that's total of the nine picks. Florida Panthers have four. Four out of those nine picks. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like last year it was <clears throat> it was insane at the trade deadline. It was like Florida trades a 2028 20, first round yeah, pick. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, they're like yeah. it just it what what's so funny about it is that we've been talking for so many years about how Pittsburgh is bereft of picks and Pittsburgh, how could they possibly rebuild if they're bereft of picks? But they've never traded away future picks the way that the Florida Panthers have. Well, two yeah. Years, two yeah. years down the line. Yeah. And Panthers have gotten rid of their first round Well, pick. and plus, I mean, you know, there's a big difference too. Again, you look up in the in the rafters in Pittsburgh and you see four Stanley Cup banners, or five? Five Stanley Cup banners, three of which were won by three this core which, group. This core group. <clears throat> you know? You look up in Florida and you see, ah, President's Trophy, yay, you know? Like, <laughs> like I just wonder, I, I'm just, I'd be really concerned that this is, what, like, this is it. Like, this is their team. Yeah. They have no cap space. They have no maneuverability. They got to do it with this group and they got to do it now. Yeah. Right? Like, they have to. Yeah. Because it's going to be, it's going to be bad in, yeah. in a few years, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And the other thing about the Florida Panthers that I will say is probably a hot take. 
is that the Sergei Bobrovsky signing in 2019, like, I think is sneaky one of the worst signings in NHL history. When you talk about some of the worst signings in NHL history, yeah, I, I think that one sneaks into the conversation. And it may even get to the top of the conversation by the time he finishes the contract in three years after this year. I mean, so we talked a little bit about this <clears> on the <throat> phone. And uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of starting to come down on 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 what you said because yeah. what you said to me when I pushed back was your you know because I said uh, uh, Rick DiPietro, right? Yeah, yeah. As yeah. Uh, as yeah. potentially one of the worst contracts, and and your response was injuries. How do you how do you account for injuries? Right. And same thing with Carey Price. Right. Injuries and even with the injuries in Carey Price's contract. Montreal fans still have a Stanley Cup final appearance to, to show for it. Right. And let's be honest, that was Carey Price's Stanley Cup final appearance. It was. It was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that he carried was, them. He oh, and, 100%. He and, he and Shea Weber and, you know, Phil Deneau and But mo, but Carey Price to the. Yeah. 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 So that, I, I mean, <clears throat> the, the more I think about it, the more I think that you're right. I remember when Bobrovsky was first signed to that contract. And uh, he was struggling and Price was struggling that year. And I remember Twitter going ablaze with Price for Bobrovsky, who says no yeah, straight yeah, up. Yeah. And I was like, anybody with a brain in their heads? Like, yeah. Because who would ever do that? Like, why right. would you ever do that? So, but, did, but to me, it was, it's like <clears throat> when a guy gets injured, yeah, like Kerry Price getting injured. You know, at least you have that LTIR cap space that you can use, right? Right. When a guy's playing terrible, <laughs> you don't have it unless somebody, you know, injures him in practice. Set him down, yeah, he yeah. broke his brain. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and to me, I like it's weird. There's three there's four including this year, there's four years left on that deal. Um they are they have like five million dollars or six million dollars in dead cap space this year. Five million of which is going to Keith Yandel. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, but here's, here's what I wonder is going to happen. I wonder if before the 23, 24 season, next season, um, they don't buy him out. Yeah. Why why is that? Uh, well, for a couple of reasons, number one, it'll cost them $10 million total. Yeah, in in money because most of it was most of it was uh, in signing bonus and most of it was up front. Okay, mm-hmm. so they pay the signing bonus next year five million. I think he's got a salary of five. Yeah, his his base salary for the next three seasons after this year is five million. Right. <clears throat> so you're gonna have to pay him the signing bonus anyways. You gotta that that is over and above. So yeah. so then you take two thirds of the fi- of the fifteen million that's left. You got you got to pay him out ten million in cash. And then for three years, you've got six point seven million on your books in dead cap space. Well, right. I mean, you're just now you're just taking, you know, you're just taking Yandel's. Whoops, you're just taking Yandel's off and putting Bobrovsky's on. Right. And and I I don't you know I don't I don't profess to know what they're gonna do. Yeah. But like this contract, I mean, it's just been it it's like it's paralyzing them. They've got mm-hmm. a ten million dollar goalie that they don't even play. Yeah. They only play maybe half the games. Yeah. And he doesn't play well and he hasn't played well this year. Yeah. Like I, I didn't I didn't understand it in the first place. They drafted Spencer Knight thirteenth overall in twenty nineteen and then like a week later signed Sergei Bobrovsky to a seven year deal. Here's what I thought was interesting <clears throat> about that. Here's what I thought was interesting. So the seven year deal I it, it is crazy. But Montreal drafted Carey Price the year after Jose Theodore won the Hart and Vesna. Hmm. Uh, so there was no... Yeah, and he shouldn't have won it. Shouldn't have won the heart. Shouldn't have won the heart. How Jerome McGinley should have won the heart. Jerome How McGinley. dare you, Absolutely, sir. Jerome McGinley should have won the heart. It was stupid. It was dumb that Jose, Jose Theodore won it. And they probably knew that it was a one-year thing anyways, so bleh. All right, well, we'll just agree to disagree. <laughs> I mean, you've got a Jose Theodore poster right above your head to your left. Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah, <laughs> you just you just walked in here and blasphemed is what you did. <laughs> but we'll agree to disagree on that one. But my point is is that the window of goaltenders it seems to either be ridiculously wide or ridiculously narrow. Yeah, there's like no in between. 
right? And so I guess the point that I'm trying to say is that they wanted a situation where Bobrovsky can give Knight five years to develop, four years to develop, yeah. and then start to push it for two years, <clears throat> three years, you know, and, the, and, and, but... But you took him 13th. I mean, like, I, I know when you draft a goalie in, say, the second round or afterwards. Because screw Caulfield. <clears throat> no, you're looking, no, but but with goalies, it's true. A lot of them take until, like, a lot of them don't even do it with their first organization. They do it with their second organization. Yeah. And yeah. they're 24, 25 by the time, like, look at Logan Thompson right now. Four years ago, that guy was playing for Brock University. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so I get that. But then, like, why do you use your 13th overall pick on the guy? Yeah. I, I don't know. It, to me, it just didn't make a lot of sense. It was a Dale Talon move that I think wasn't a great one. And like, I, I, and I recall at the time, like it was like when, when Bobrovsky was coming up on unrestricted free agency and he was playing in Columbus, mm-hmm. it was like, well, he's, he's going, he, he's going to Florida. Like everybody yeah, yeah. knew, everybody knew. knew, Yeah, everybody knew he was going to Florida. Right. Yeah. Like it was like, yeah, the worst like, kept secret. Like it was one of those. Yeah. It was one of those. Like it was one of those. Like yeah, I mean yeah, we all know it. So right? how are you not getting a hometown? Yeah, how are you not getting? That? How are you not getting something on that? Right? Yeah, yeah. You had to pay him. You had to pay him max money. Plus, he was negotiating against himself. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. anyways, to me, I, I, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and to me, like that, like when I think when we look back and we start looking at the the worst signings of all time. I'm not sure that Sergei Bobrovsky, seven years, $70 million to the Florida Panthers in 2019 is not going to be one of those deals. There's a good <clears> argument <throat> for it. There's definitely a good argument for it. Um, I don't know if you saw in the in the Flames game um, for Florida. I was just uh, trying to remind myself which game it was. I think it was Richie. The goal that he scored on yeah. Bobrovsky... Bobrovsky comes across. When when was that? Last night? No, it was no, because like because Spencer Knight, games Spencer ago. Knight played. Yeah. Well, they lost six two to. Was that last night? I that can't was remember. the five four shootout against Calgary. Oh, I see. Okay, well, they lost six two to Calgary last night. Yeah, they lost in Calgary because Matthew Kachuk was making his first. Oh, pardon me. It was last night's game. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. It was, it was a six two game. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If Bobrovsky comes across, <clears throat> completely misses his post. Right. Flies past the net, tries to do a double leg recovery, and then the puck gets put off of his chest and into the net. Okay. Honestly, it's surprising to me that the puck didn't just go straight into the net because of where his positioning was and how far he missed his post. Like, like turning in and out of the post is one of the most basic tenets of goaltending right now. Turning in and out and off and on the post, right? And that's the whole thing with RVH and the way that they kind of looks like sort of like a half butterfly where they're leaning against the post, right? Now we're going to talk a little bit about that again with Matt Murray and knocking the knocking the nets off, but it just like it was so it it was like not one bad decision, it was like a hundred bad decisions. Mm. It was like he flew past his post, dropped into the butter, dropping into the butterfly. Okay, there's your one bad decision. Then instead of just doing a simple Power uh, butterfly slide back to his post and pivot in. He does a double leg recovery. Another weird bad decision, meaning that when he had to try to back up to his post again, now he's got to get his foot past his post, meaning that his body is too far out. There's now two, three feet of net on the short side to shoot at. Right, right. It was like three bad decisions on one shot. Yeah. And any one of those decisions, had he made the right decision, would have prevented the goal because the shooter missed the net. Yeah. And hit him in the chest. And bounce the puck in, like it's just like it's it's crazy to the to the level of of bad decisions and and you know it just occurs to me like Bobrovsky has relied a lot on the fact that physically and athletically yeah. he is a monster, mm-hmm. he's an absolute beast, mm-hmm. and and we've seen so many good things happen from him from that. And I remember like after Jonathan Quick won his first cup, I fatefully terrible take and i wasn't even on twitter at the time so i don't know why i'm suing myself this way i said i didn't think that he was uh gonna gonna i thought he was gonna be a one-off i thought he was he was playing too athletically too physically and and nobody could keep up that level of play for uh multiple years in a row sure enough he did he won another cup and has even been kind of up and down since then has had good years and bad years last year being a particularly good year but i think that that's our best case scenario for Bobrovsky Mm. right now 
is what we've seen Jonathan Quick's career be for the last few years. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I, maybe, yeah. Best if, case. If he comes back, yeah, best case, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and at 10, <clears throat> 10 million bucks, that's not a great best case scenario. It's not, it's not. Last night, you were right, Bobrovsky did play last night against Calgary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a 739 save percentage in that game last night. Yeah. And he wasn't, he didn't have the worst save percentage of the night. <laughs> Jonathan Quick, 642. If Jonathan wanna, Quick, no. Yeah, in the, in the LA Seattle game. Oh, right. Yeah. The LA the, Seattle okay. game. <laughs> yeah. He stopped nine of 14 shots. That was <laughs> that that's was nuts. Bobrovsky's future. <laughs> that was nuts last night. Yeah. Like, okay, so so Bobrovsky puts up a 739 last night. Martin Jones lets in eight goals and he still had a better save percentage <laughs> last night than, than Sergei Bobrovsky. I mean, I told that you that game was crazy. That game was crazy. That was my chirp against my <clears throat> team uh, a couple months ago. <clears throat> there's this. There's a league in Scarborough that's all former OHLers that started a league together. Mm-hmm. And so I sub in and out of that league sometimes. We lost like 7 nothing to a team that, let's put it this way, also former OHLers, average age 15 years younger. Right. right? Yeah. And the guy, the guy is just like, they're making fun of me in the change room and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I still had like a 940 save percentage on yeah, the yeah. evening, right? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I mean, Martin Jones, I mean, <laughs> it was 771. <laughs> yeah. But it was better than yeah. <laughs> Sergey Bobrovsky's 739. Yeah, it's crazy. But. but I, I mean, that game, that Seattle-LA game was ridiculous last night. I wish that I saw goals. it. I there were 17 yeah. goals. I watched I watched a good portion of the game, and I watched all the goals. There were 17 goals, and I, I, of the 17, I can honestly say that I thought two of them were had an odor to them. Right. And the rest of them were just breakdowns like you wouldn't believe in yeah, front yeah. of the net and, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. I mean, just just enormous breakdowns. Yeah, and uh, I mean Seattle, like they're third in five on five goals this year in the NHL. <laughs> just as we all predicted would be the case. Third. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Yep. Um, and uh, I I mean Martin Jones just playing out of his mind. Except for last night. Yeah, well, night. obviously yeah. last night notwithstanding. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But Martin Jones just just playing absolutely out of his mind uh, this year. I mean, when you consider uh, that that Seattle went out to get, um, uh, what's his name, last year? Uh, their first year. Grubauer. The they Grubauer. got Grubauer yeah, yeah. and Dreger. They, they, yeah. They, yeah they, and that, that was supposed to be... The tandem. That was supposed to be a good tandem. That yeah. was supposed to be like a really yeah. like solid, but Dreger's been hurt a lot. Yeah. And Grubauer's been... Ugh. Well, you know who to call. Obviously, Martin Jones is yeah, the yeah. answer. He's yeah. your guy. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's wrap up on the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just not doing anything very well right now right and and the well, joke is is that matthew kachuk has come completely as advertised he has yeah he's not part of the problem no like i said i just i think they they still haven't figured out who they are i think they miss mackenzie Weger a lot um and they you know like they just you know they were supposed to be more defensive and it looks like they're trying to be more defensive but you know what like last year they did it by outscoring teams you know yeah they just outscored teams and they're not doing that this year i mean last year like i said 29 come from behind victories last year that's yeah. incredible yeah you know yeah and and they're not it's just not happening this year yeah <clears throat> matthew kachuk is the only florida player in the top 50 in nhl scoring yeah yeah that's yeah. bad yeah I, I, it's, and, and so we should we should then just address the coach the coaching oh geez yeah I, I've never been a big Paul Maurice fan. There's a lot of people who have never been a big Paul Maurice fan, yeah. Yeah. And and then you wonder, like, like it just keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, a, a friend of mine said it best, which was, uh, which was, how did, like, what kind of PR team does Paul Maurice have that, like, when, uh, when, um, what's his name? When Patrick Waugh leaves the team, it's like, look at him quitting on the team. When Paul Maurice... 
pulls himself yeah, away. Yeah, 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 what yeah. a fantastic yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no ego, just really yeah, yeah. doing what's best for everyone here. <laughs> it's just like quite the PR team involved yeah. in that. But I mean, like to me, like the lasting impression I will always have of Paul Maurice is somebody asking him about a very simple stat like Corsi, which is just shot attempts and uh or or maybe scoring chances whatever it was and saying like your team's like one of the worst in the league for for Corsi and he's like by our internal metrics we're one of the best and it's just kind of like what what group have you surrounded yourself <laughs> with of like you know absolute yes men like you know what i mean like you, you just like you're like stalin post purge or something like that like the, the group you've got around you like it just seemed it seemed absolutely crazy to me so anyway shall we move off the florida panthers i think i yeah i, I just had to say that about the coach I just, <clears throat> okay you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it was it was the elephant in the room it was the elephant yeah. in the room i had to turn yeah. the knife a little okay. bit you know because yeah, okay. i'm a jerk yep <laughs> I mean, this guy's a real jerk, to quote Norm <laughs> MacDonald. <laughs> Let's move on from a team that uh, we're surprised by how badly they're doing this year to a team that we're surprised by how well they're doing this Who year. Who was coached by the Who was coached <laughs> by Paul Maurice. There you go. There's the other tie-in with the Winnipeg Jets. Hey, hockey fans, you can light the lamp this winter with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Tell me how you're feeling about the Winnipeg Jets. Well, you know, it's it's really interesting because um, Rick Bonus comes in there. Like, Rick Bonus is a career assistant coach for like a thousand years yeah right and head coach like after after three? He, yeah yeah well he coached ottawa he'd coached oh, ottawa right. yeah, when I they were when they were in their first year and they were epically bad yeah right and so so he then he becomes like a career assistant then he gets his chance in dallas yeah takes him to the stanley cup final right then he goes to winnipeg and like the games that he wasn't behind the bench at the beginning of the year because he was sick. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. And then he comes back and they're great. I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I just think, you know, I mean, he really showed some stones this summer, I thought Bonus did, by taking the C away from Blake Wheeler. Oh, you know, that's I mean, insane. I mean, I mean, that could have gone very, very poorly. Yeah. And instead, it's gone the opposite way. Blake Wheeler had a hat trick last night. Blake Wheeler's a point a game player right now. I always felt you know, that, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. I, my my theory is is that like I wrote about Nick Suzuki for uh, the Hockey News. Yeah. And like I've seen, I've been around the game a long time. You see a lot of guys get the young kids get the C and they mm-hmm. struggle. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you see a lot of young kids get the get a big contract and they struggle. Yeah. Nick Suzuki got both. He ain't struggling. Flourished. He ain't yeah. struggling. He's, yeah. It's actually brought out the best in him. Yeah. You know? And I just wonder if Blake Wheeler wasn't one of those guys that just cares so much and just, like, is so passionate about it and stuff that he would let that wear on him mm-hmm. and it would affect his play. Mm-hmm. Uh, because now he doesn't have the C and he's playing liberated and, and really playing well and... You know, it looks like the Blake Wheeler that we saw a couple of years ago. Max Pacioretty, <clears throat> when he went to the Vegas Golden Knights. Perfect example. Dion Phaneuf, oh, no. when he went to the Max, Ottawa Max Senators. Max Pacioretty, when he, was coach, when he was captain of the Canadians. I thought that's what you were going to say. No, I'm saying when he, he was... He, he, yeah, he, he was terrible. That, it, it was like an... That C was an anvil on his shoulder. But then he went to the Golden Knights. Yeah. And immediately right. was great with the Golden Knights. Dion Phaneuf, captain yeah. of the Leafs. Yeah. Not great. Goes to the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. What slots into his second pairing natural role? Fantastic. Yeah, and it's right? not it's not because these guys aren't good leaders. I think it's because 
you know, like I say, with like I said with Wheeler, I think maybe it's just maybe it just takes such a toll, and they just care too much, and they care so much that you know that that, that when things go sideways, it, it, they really go sideways. Yeah, well, <clears throat> so for Nick Suzuki, his uncle has the weight of the whole planet resting on his mind. It's not his uncle; it's his distant uncle, it's his like great he's, uncle. He's met him once. He said he's met him once. Hey, look, my second cousin's the drummer for Loverboy. I've met him zero times, so that's already more. Who's the lead singer for Loverboy? Mike, somebody. I don't know. Yeah, they're okay. not very good. <laughs> what do you mean? Everybody's working for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I know. What are you talking Name about? Name another song. It doesn't matter. They're like the worst <clears throat> Canadian foreigner is what they are. <laughs> like Canada's cheap knockoff. They're the CBC to foreigners BBC is one what time they are. Somebody, one time somebody compared, said that Tragically Hip was Canada's REM. And I was like, no. That's weird. No. No. Anyways, <laughs> I've never been a big hip guy. So. Moving on. I, anyways, I'm not a, hip anyways guy a couple either. of things about the Winnipeg Jets. Yes. Last year, 16, 17, and 8 at home. Okay. That's. Yeah, that's not good. You can't, you, if you can't win on home ice, yeah. you are not making the playoffs. Yeah. They're 8 and they're eight and 2 this year. Yeah. At home. Yeah. Um, Josh Morrissey, Norris Trophy. Josh Morrissey, Josh Morrissey, Norris Trophy. What? Yeah. Like. Okay, he who hasn't had that looked good since Jacob Truba left. Who, yeah, who had that on their bingo card? Yeah, right, not me. Like, yeah, and and and, I mean, Hellebuck had a had a had a down year I last had, year. No, Earn, well, it yeah. was considered a down year. Yeah, but I remember yeah. in the pre <clears throat> preseason thing, I was like, I kind of threw a little water on that. I was like, it wasn't really a down year. Okay, but anyways. Well, he's Connor he's, Hellebuck playing like this. I had no, that on my he's, bingo card. He's Vezina. He's he's Vezina status right now yeah you know so you got possibly the comeback player of the year you got a guy who's in in the norris conversation easily eh, won't, probably won't win it might not win it whatever i still think kale mccarr is gonna win it when everything's said and done um and and you got a possible Vezina trophy winner yeah and you got a coach that could be yeah that could be the jack adams winner um, you know, I mean, they are playing, you know, the way they play it. So I, I've always liked watching Winnipeg play and they're, they just, to me, they're must viewing because they're very, very exciting. Okay. So I need to add some context here. Mm. Winnipeg is getting very balanced scoring, which is what surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jason Robertson leads the league in points per 60 with 5.3. It's a lot of points per 60. Sure is. Uh, okay, so if he's getting 5.36 points per 60, here's my question. Why not play him more? Why not play him all game? No, <laughs> why not play him all game? You're going to get six points from him. Yeah, like I you mean, play him the whole 60 minutes. It says right there in the damn stats, <laughs> he's going to get 5.6 points every 60 minutes. Why not just play him the whole game? It's lo- Why not? Yeah, it's logic like this that leads to vaccines cause blood clots. <laughs> <laughs> But Did so, you see what Marjorie? T- oh, yeah, Marjorie we're not Taylor going Green. into it. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. So, anyways, two. Anyways, five point six. Game. Right, five point six. Play them all game. Yeah, that's how fatigue works. Play them the whole game. Five point six per sixty. Okay. <laughs> to put- hey, they did it in the twenties. They did it in the in the twenties. Guys would play like forty five. I minutes. know, but athletes are worse now than then. Don't you know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no backup goalies. Yeah, get out there. Yeah. What do you want to wear? A mask after being horrifically concussed? What are you? Uh, never mind. Mm. Um, here's this is the context that I wanted. Nikolai Ehlers is number is number one on the Winnipeg Jets. Doesn't really matter because yeah, he hasn't played much. Hurt. But Blake Wheeler is number two, three point two eight. Yeah. Pierre Luc Dubois three point one seven. Josh Morrissey three point one. Kyle Connor uh, two point nine three. Um, Cole Perfetti two point six three. He's Mark Shifley two point four three. Oh boy, he's been good. But Cole here, Perfetti lately. But wow. here's my point: is that they're all high up there. Like none, none of them would be on the tops of the points per 60 list of the NHL, yeah. but they're all within a couple points yeah. of the leader and they're all with, and they're all clustered there. And yes, Cole Perfetti is who I wanted to get to next. And I would say to like about Pierre-Luc Dubois, like I will say this, I, I don't get it. Like I don't get why he seems to be crazy off season with him. Well, yeah, but like why he's like, he is, I don't get that, but <laughs> Like I'll, I'll why, why are, are you, you the, the way, way you are? are? Yeah, <laughs> but I'll, I'll I'll give him this for a guy who has said that he doesn't want to stay there. 
Yeah. Like, he's handling this pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is the way you play. But you can't do that, though, right? Like, like if you're going to come and say that and you're going to talk the talk, like, you've got yeah, you to better walk not, the walk. You better not crap the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because then, then, because then it just makes it easy. Right. Then it just makes it easy. Like, the guy doesn't want to be here. He's playing like crap. Yeah. Uh, we got to get rid of him. But now you go, well, the guy doesn't want to be here, and he's playing his ass off. You I know? mean, Hab's Twitter was basically <clears throat> the offseason saying, for the most part, what I saw a lot of was, we don't want to trade for him because this is the second team that he's had a trade request for in his very young career and has never fully crested that stardom that he was supposed to have. Yeah, I don't know that he's going to ever, but he's, right. he's a, I mean, second line player, good, yeah. long time. Yeah. Like that, that just, you don't just find those guys anywhere. No, and, right? and, and, on, and on top of that, just an <clears throat> absolute piece of garbage on the ice. And you've got to <laughs> love it, right? Like, you know, it's a classic. It's, it's Brad Marchand, you know? Nobody outside of a Bruins fan <laughs> likes Brad Marchand, right? On the ice, at least, right? Nobody outside of a Habs fan likes Brendan Gallagher. Nobody outside of a Florida fan likes but, Radko Gudas. But Gallagher's honest. Gallagher's Gallagher honest. is honest, Like, yeah. he's honest. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gudas is honest too. Yeah, I would even go and say that he's not very dirty, but Although, he just murders guys I will, on the I ice. I will say, I will say this: I've talked to Pierre Luc Dubois on a couple of occasions. Yeah, great kid. Yeah, great kid. Yeah, really nice. So you would have you would have drafted him in the draft interview. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah I okay. just threw out one of your favorite hobby. Yeah, horses. yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Don't interview kids. <laughs> Do not interview them. Yeah, yeah. Um. Because so if anyway. Shane Wright does end up being a really good NHL player and people yeah. passed on him because he was a dick in his interview. Yeah. Like smarten up. Yeah. Yeah. I and, actually and there's was no reason to suggest that he wouldn't be a great NHL player. He lit up the AHL. Yeah. Well, he has. He has. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. He has four goals in three games right now. Yeah, it's crazy. He yeah, I was I was making the joke to myself, and I couldn't make it to my wife because she wouldn't get it. <laughs> Because I was sitting there watching hockey by myself, like I always friggin' do in my terrible, miserable life. Don't you, <laughs> anyways, don't you have sons that you can... Uh, my one son, they're both in school. They're always doing homework. Well, why don't you call that me? Geeks. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, I made it the joke to myself last night in the Seattle LA game. I said, there's so many goals tonight. Shane Wright could have scored in this game. How got him? <laughs> How do you like that? Yeah. Are we on Fuego today or what? <laughs> the best part of making a joke that falls dead is to act like it was the best joke in the world. It was the best joke in the world. <laughs> okay. Look, Ken, it sounds like you didn't even laugh at your joke didn't last night that you made all. to yourself. No, I, like, that's one of those ones where you go, <laughs> and you rub your chin and you go, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's on another level. I haven't felt like my on, chin in like 10 that's years. That's on another level. You haven't felt your chin in 10 years? No. What about the other three? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That was well done. All right. Yeah, that was a, that, Wow. That was really good. I do it because you're I, welcome I, for I, that setup. I know, and I, yeah, like that was a belt. <laughs> that was a belt high fastball. Yeah, and, no kidding. And I only do that because I, I say that to people. Yeah, I'm I, sorry I, that I was crowding the place. I love them. I love them. <laughs> I well, you've got the a funny way of showing it. That's <laughs> what you've got, yeah, dick. <laughs> you dick. Let's talk about Carter Hellebuck just a little bit more before we get out of here. <clears throat> that man is putting up, yeah, a Vesna caliber season. According to Evolving Hockey, he is second uh, for goal state above expected, which I know is your favorite stat in the world. And he, but he's not very good. Yeah, because just like then, why doesn't he say more? Anyways, uh, he does. He's more. not very good. Point. He's not very good at um, keeping his helmet on. Yeah, those straps. Not so, very good at snapping those up. I hate those chin straps. No goalie has a chin strap. No self-respecting goalie has a chin strap. <clears throat> I don't strap. even know. I don't even know what they do. I don't even know. What I don't they think wear. that my helmet even has the buckles for a chin strap. Again, I could go back to that chin joke that I had a little while ago. Like it, it's you, you can't do this. How do you strap <laughs> yeah, up the yeah, other yeah. three chins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I don't, well, anyways, listen. Here, here's here's the thing though. We see all the time shots hit a goalie in the face mask, pop some buckles off. Right. Okay. That chin strap would get popped off as well, presumably in that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's got enough force to pop buckles that are at the back of the head off. Right. And that's right. not even where the force is being directed. That's the rebound of the force. Right. Popping those buckles off. Then it's going to have enough to pop off your chin strap. Right. Right. And then we, what we see is we see the goalie shake off the helmet. Play gets whistled dead. So I don't know why that play wasn't whistled dead. Nobody really seems to know. And, and well, so, because of the rule, because of the rule. And here's here's my rant, okay? Yeah, but they they, they shake off their helmet, and I've seen during well, the play, but yeah, the play get whistled dead. Yeah. So I, even when there's a direct scoring yeah, yeah. opportunity, yeah. I've seen that play get whistled dead from a goalie shaking right. off his helmet right. after getting it. I know, I know that what's-his-face hit what's-his-face hit Ben into Hellebuck. Mor- Morrissey, actually. Morrissey, did. that's Morrissey. right. Yeah, yeah I know that ben Morrissey into hit Hellebuck. Ben into Hellebuck. That's fine. If you want to whistle the play dead and then call a delay of game or something to that effect, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm much more okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you well, think that goalies are going to take advantage of this, maybe they will. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting. So call the penalty. It's interesting because th- then the NHL goes back to the rule. And the rule is that if there's an imminent scoring chance, yeah. you don't blow it dead. But I've seen well, them blow it well, dead with yeah, imminent yeah, scoring exa- chances. Exactly. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, that, that, and you're right. And and like, but since when did the NHL call a friggin' rules? <laughs> like seriously. Jeez, you like, are on serious? Fuego today. No, but like, it, but like, you're not. There's a cross. No, you're check, right. There's a cross-checking rule, right? <laughs> you're not supposed to cross-check guys. They do it all the time. Yeah. Anyways, to me, this is where the NHL's logic is all messed up. Okay. Right. So. Let's let's think about this. Guy's playing. Yep. Guy's out on the ice, right? Yep. He's out skating around doing his thing and helmet comes get, off. Helmet comes off. Yeah. He's got two choices. Skate to the bench. One, go back to the bench. Two, two put it go on. Go pick up the helmet, put it back on. Yeah. Securely. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So then you got a goalie, helmet off. It's okay. Yeah. You keep playing because the other team had a chance to score, which they actually ended up doing. But the goalie doesn't have the privilege. Should it, they're the last line of defense. They can't just right, right. leave the net. Right. It's different than a no, defense no, no, no. leaving yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for a few okay, minutes, so right? I, yeah. no, here, here's my yeah. thing. Here's my thing. So the guy who loses his helmet during the play has to go back to the bench, most likely. Like, he's not going to go picking up his helmet and putting it back on, probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, goalie loses his helmet. You can keep playing if there's an imminent scoring chance. And here's the one that drives me absolutely bonkers. Helmet falls off during a fight. Just keep punching. <laughs> just keep punching. Yep, just Don't keep punching. Don't you know that we shouldn't have visors because they hurt but your think fists? About, but think about it. Yeah, think about <laughs> I remember it. Remember Don Cherry saying yeah, that. Before. Think about it. Of those three, of that three groups of players, right? Yeah. Guy fall helmet falls off. Goalie helmet comes off. Guy's hel- guy hel- helmet comes off in a fight. The guy who is really actually in the in the least has the least chance of getting hurt is the, is the guy, guy is the guy that yeah. has to go back to the bench and, and get a helmet or put it on or he's going to get a minor penalty yeah yeah like goalie we know we know yeah. fight you're 200 200 pound guys punching you in the head yeah and there's a chance you're going to fall down and hit your head on the ice yeah like it makes no George sense. Peros. It makes no sense. Like yeah. no sense. Yeah. And it's if, crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. If you were to order those from most likely to get hurt to least likely to get hurt, it's getting punched, goaltender. Guy guy who loses his helmet randomly yeah. in the in the middle of play. Yeah. Because And the guy who loses the guy with the least chance of getting hurt, the guy who's most safe, is the guy who has to go back to the bench and get a helmet. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. You're so, right. Anyways, yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, here, here's the thing, right? Glad I got that off my chest. For the fighting thing, that's being curbed in other ways. You get what I mean? Like, it, I mean, you've covered the game for a long time. Except for the fact that they still fight. No, but they, come on, man. You covered the game in the early 2000s. You know you know the hockey yeah, that I'm yeah. talking about, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. It's being curbed in other ways. And I think that it's even being curbed from the junior level 
in this, you know what I mean? It's being curbed way more at the junior level than it is. A guy in the OHL just got a two-game suspension for being the aggressor in a fight. But this is what I'm saying. So then you make it to the NHL, and you've got guys that are not used to fighting through their whole careers and all the rest of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's more of like a grandfathered situation, right? But in terms of for as the goaltender, you're the last line of defense. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, beer leaguers shoot the puck at 80 miles an hour right now. With the stick technology. I, sh- I shoot at 110. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. I rung one Ken off the- Ken Shea Weber Campbell I rung here. one off the crossbar last week in beer league. Yeah. It was like everything about it was spectacular except for the fact that it went didn't go in. <laughs> I, I had time to dust the thing off, took a shot, hit the crossbar, went up like it was perfect. It was one of those ones that went up and into the netting. Yeah, yeah. Like it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Anyways, no, I don't. Shoot, yeah. I don't, I as, shoot, as a, as I a, probably shoot the puck about thirty miles an hour. As a goaltender, the the pucks that go off the crossbar and into the netting, <clears> those <throat> are the most awesome ones. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, my point is, is that a fourth line hockey player, like we're we're um ruined by the slap shot competition into thinking how fast shots are. The fact is that one-time shots are way faster yeah, yeah. than shots where the puck is sitting standstill. Well, plus, nobody takes a slap shot anymore. But what I'm saying is that, well, yeah, on one-times, you see guys take half slap yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But, but nobody, like, like when do you see a Nobody stops the puck yeah, like, and then like, walks like in. Like, nobody and, yeah. steps into it. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, those defensemen, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, not the same way, yeah. Not at all. It's either a slap pass or a wrist shot. Well, they sometimes put the low the low slap shot in and just look well, like some yeah. chaos and stuff yeah, like that, Yeah, but that, right? but even like... Even like Chris Pronger when he did it, it wasn't a hard shot. It just no, it's not he a was, hard shot. His was amazing because he was able to get it through like five sets of legs. But my somehow. point is, my my point is, is that if that pass comes across and Buddy takes the slap shot, that could easily be going a hundred miles an hour, possibly faster. Yeah, and you know, so. If you get that in the head, you're dead. You're dead. You are a dead man. You're dead. That's literally being shot in the head with a bazooka. No, it's not. It's figuratively being shot in the head with a bazooka. Literally being shot in the head with a bazooka is being shot in the head with a bazooka. It's literally the equivalent <laughs> of being shot in the head with a bazooka in terms of the, the the speed of the projectile. Okay. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Now, the bazooka blows up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that part of it's not literal either. Okay. <laughs> I hate when people do that. Okay. Who was but it the other night? Dave Poulin. Dave Poulin no, said that the other was night. Possible though. Dave Poulin said Don't the other night. Don't tell me about Dave. Dave Poulin said the other night that somebody was literally in Cole Caulfield's parking spot <laughs> in front of the net. No. Uh, so the guy went to the Bell Center. Actually parked his car in Cole Caulfield's parking spot. That'd be a great and psych then played out. the game. That'd be a great psych out. Anyways, yeah. Look, nobody accused Dave Poulin of being the smartest guy uh, on the air. Hey, Dave Poulin went to Notre Dame. He's a college guy. He's a pretty smart guy. Okay. He just he just misused literally, which you also did. I I'm didn't, just pointing though. that no, out. No, I didn't though. Yeah, you did. Yes, because yeah, you, you did. Can. You said it was literally a bazooka gun getting shot in the you head with can a bazooka gun. Use literally in equivalencies. No, you can't. That's the whole thing. It's not literal. It's the it can't no. No, 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 no. You can't. Okay, look. <laughs> no. Literal is literal. Stop figurative being ironic. Is figurative. <laughs> You're ready to I don't leave know. After that I one. don't know if anybody The misuse of ironic is incredible too. I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know if anybody's going to like this what we're doing, but I'm having a great time today. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. This one's just for us. Yeah, yeah. All right. Most of them are just for us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen to the three people listening. Uh, y'all want something from anybody the gas station? <laughs> anybody who hung in on this, congratulations. Yeah. You deserve a medal. All right. Let's get to let's get to Matt Murray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to talk about Matt that Murray. That guy right literally knocked the net off its post like three times. He did literally actually do that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was literally not on purpose. Well, I'll take your word for it. Looked on purpose to me, but okay. So, what looked on purpose to you? The fact that he went like, like, well, people can't see, but one of them, he just nudged it with his arm. His elbow went up. Yeah, your elbow goes up when you're going into an RVH. 
That's how the position works. I don't even know what an RVH is. Whatever. That's the position where you've got the one leg down. Oh yeah, on that's the, post. the that's the position where they go down and then the guy's on the on the goal line and he shoots it and it hits you and it goes in. Yeah, that that's one. The position. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, that great position. Yeah, that one. Jack Hughes is going to get four hundred and seventy five goals from the red line during his career. Though. It's because that position gets misused. Jack Hughes is going to score like two hundred goals that way. Yeah. No, I, I remember um, that was Andre Markov's favorite way of scoring. He just take the puck right up the wing and yeah. shoot it from below the goal line, hit the goalie, well, go in. I actually talked to I actually talked to a GM who said that a lot of like third and fourth lines, that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're just doing that and they're taking their chances because you know it goes off the goalie, it goes off the boots of the defenseman, it goes you know you know what my I mean. My goalies like, don't let those in. <clears throat> my goalies don't let those in. Yeah, sure. Well, we can talk about that later. But okay. Um, my point is, is that when you load up on that post, you bring your arm up and load into that post. So let's let's get to the, the crux of what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, sure. Whenever goalie controversies happen, I make an informal poll of the other goalie coaches that I'm in contact with and some of my higher end students. Every single one of them said that they thought that it was accidental. Well, of course they did. I went to a prison and asked if that guy killed somebody on purpose. And every one of those guys in prison said, no, it was an accident. I went <laughs> to an uprising and asked if anyone there was Spartacus. <laughs> every single one of them said, I'm Spartacus. So anyway, that, that was a, that was a, that was a yeah. great reference right there. Yeah, I'm bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, listen, you know this stuff better than I do. To me, um, so to me, it looked I, like the basic know, like, mechanics of goaltending. It looked like the basic, most basic mechanics of goaltending, and it didn't look outrageous. And now, so I wanted to go back to the Bobrovsky thing. When he slid past his post on the Richie, on the Richie goal, and if you got a chance, anybody listening, to rewatch that Richie goal, watch it. Because he slid past his post far, and that's the amount of power that you put into a slide into your post, Right? That's the amount of power that you put into a slide into your post, and that post has to stay in position. So, you ever seen Matt Murray? You ever I seen have. Matt Murray in person? <laughs> Not he's in a, person. He's about 122 pounds. He's a slight fella. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, all of that momentum coming over from that but great big, that's what I'm heavy saying. guy. That's what I'm saying is that if the post comes off from him, and, and now Bobrovsky <clears throat> gave a perfect example of somebody and how much power goes into that slide into the post, except that he missed it. And so that gives us a better example of how much actual power it is mm-hmm. going into the post. And then you got to, and, and Bobrovsky is a, actually a pretty big guy. Bobrovsky is like, I don't know. He's not he, huge. Or he's not, he's not small. He's muscular. <clears throat> yeah. He's, he's not, yeah. he's not yeah. small, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm just saying if Bobrovsky does that, and the post doesn't come off and Matt Murray does that and the post does come off. You've got a post issue. Okay, whatever. All right. Well, a post issue. Yeah, because all goalies in all games are like the posts are just coming off like crazy. But that's what They're I'm not. saying is that clearly that specific post, yeah, that specific anchor, how it was put in, it couldn't have been right. Okay, whatever. Goalie stuff, I don't even care about. So, <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> this is why you agreed to talk about this, so you could just no. I agreed to talk about it because you, me? no. I I agreed to talk about it because you said that you had something to say. So I was like, okay, let's throw him a bone, even though it's the Hockey Unfiltered podcast with Ken Campbell. Yeah. I'll let I'll let the sidekick have a little <laughs> okay. time of You time have of anything talk. you want to say about the Ryan Reeves trade? Not really. No. I mean, it's interesting that these guys like how many legitimate like heavyweight tough guys are there in the NHL now? 3. No, there's more than that. There's probably there's, it's probably single digits. Yeah. Um, but they keep getting moved, right? Because teams keep identifying that that's a problem that they have. Yeah. And, I mean, Pittsburgh gave up a first-round pick for Ryan Reeves one year. Yeah. After they won the Cup, they gave up a first-round pick for him. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Good for Ryan Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, if you can do it. Yeah. If you can stomach that kind of... You know, but now it's not the same. It's not the same as like in the, no, it's the not. 80s when it's the enforcer not. like went, okay, we're playing this team. I'm fighting this guy tonight. You know, <laughs> I know it. He knows it. Everybody knows it. We're going to fight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, or if you're Chris Nyland, oh, we're playing the Bruins. I guess I'm fighting every guy tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone there knows it. I know it. Okay. Where's the hallway again? (laughs) Because I'll probably be going down it, swinging swinging my fist. (laughs) Literally punching everything I see. Yeah. And I do mean that literally because I swear he punched hockey sticks going down the hallway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you want to, do you have anything to say about the Connor Timmons trade? Oh, God. Like, okay. Yeah. I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. I don't know. (laughs) You went through the full flurry of emotions there. Really? I mean, I mean, he's a young kid who's been, who's, who's hasn't been able to stay healthy, you know? And that's, that's really impeded his. His uh, his ability to show whether or not he can be an NHL player. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you knew he was coming to Toronto at some point. Did you? Yeah. Ba- like Based on the fact that he played for the Sioux Greyhounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you knew he was coming yeah, at some yeah. point. Okay, fair enough. You know? I mean, they yeah. all did. Any guy who ever played for the Sioux Greyhounds. It's too bad Gretzky <laughs> doesn't come out of retirement. He'd come, he'd come and play for the Leafs. <laughs> Yeah, well, like most, you know, former <laughs> greats that are older now, he'd come in on a league minimum contract, get uh, scratched under the first game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Babcock's gone. I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah. Sheldon Keefe is way nicer. What's your Players What's coach. your take on the Connor Timmons thing? Nothing really. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think that, uh, you know, obviously Toronto must have done some due diligence regarding the health in concern of whether it's going to be a long-term thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting. He's a guy that was considered to be like when, when he was part of that young crop of defenders in, uh, in the avalanche. Yep. Like the ball uh, buyers and all those guys. He was on par with those guys. Sure he was. So it's interesting, but it's just not, it's not just injuries. It's, it's head injuries. Right. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a bit scary. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. I mean, here's the thing. Toronto's taking a chance. Yeah, not a huge chance, but they're taking a chance. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's a huge chance for Toronto. You know what I mean? Like a team that's that capped out, any chance is a huge chance. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah, but you, I mean, you put it in the minors, you put you Yeah, know, you're that's not fair. you're not yeah, you're not That's fair. I don't think I don't think it's a huge risk for them. Yeah. I mean, they've got Mac Hollowell playing for them now. <laughs> he actually made a really nice pass the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to get to before we get out of here? Yes. Oh, let's hear it. One thing. One thing. I got an email today from a guy. Uh, it was a prank. That was me. No. Yeah. I said that your your Amazon Prime account had been suspended. <clears throat> yeah. That you yeah, 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 had yeah. to email me back with your uh, yeah. credit card information. I need a. I need a. Uh, I need a uh, an iTunes gift card for my niece. <laughs> no, I got I got an email today. Thanks and continued good luck from a guy by the name of J.R. Remke. Who is he says, Ken, I just received the email reminder about renewing. His sock can't filter on Substack. I wanted to say that I'm happily renewing. It's been a great value to me as a hockey fan. Also, <clears throat> this is the part here. Also, I'm very happy that Dylan has been able to tag along as I find you both provide good ins- insights on the podcast. Well, he hasn't listened to this episode. And I was yet. and I was, yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, okay, let's not go too far, pal. And so, anyways, no, and then he I we had a text exchange and he goes and he said, yeah, please keep up the good work and be sure to that Dylan knows. I appreciate, appreciate all he brings to the bot, the podcast. I tell him myself, but I'm not on Twitter. Well, that's fantastic. I love, I love to hear that. Yeah. I love yeah, to like, hear that. Uh, like that's, that's super Somebody out there somebody, should appreciate yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're the one. You're the one. That's what I always say. You read, I read your story. Oh, you're the one who did. Oh, you're the guy who read it. Okay. It's good to know. I bought your book. Oh, you're the one. You're the one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate that. But anyways, thank that. you, JR. That's, those are very, very kind words and very inspiring words. And it keeps us Keeps us going. Certainly, uh, insight is not a is not a word I've had associated with myself uh, mm-hmm. very often. Um, oh, I actually have heard a couple of people say that you bring pretty good. Really? Yeah. Normally, yeah, the word yeah. I get associated with the most is annoying. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah. 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 Particularly people that I play against in hockey. Oh, okay. Speaking of which, when am I coming out to one of your skates? 
Never. 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 We have two goalies. They're good. We don't need you. You want to you dress as a skater? Come on out. Maybe I will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, got, I got a new stick. It's a 65 flex. Okay. It's hilarious. <laughs> what, as soon as I found out that Phil does Kessel it, uses does it. Does uses it blow a in the wind? Yeah, it blows <laughs> yeah, in the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I found out that Phil Kessel uses a 55, I was like, well, then why am I killing myself with an 85? <laughs> I want, you know, I take like 10,000 shots a week with coaching, right? Mm-hmm. I want the easiest thing to shoot possible. Okay. So what's funny about trying to get used to a lighter stick is that it's like I take the best wrist shot of my life by accident with no effort. Mm-hmm. And then I try to lean into one and I flex the stick so much that the puck just flips over the back end of it. Right. <laughs> so it's been a, it's been an experience. Okay. Yeah. So hit a lot of posts, <laughs> but of that we can relate. Yeah. So anyways, thank you so much for sticking around to the end. Check out kencampbell.substack.com as you just got a fantastic endorsement from, Thanks, uh, from our friend there. And uh, check us out on Twitter at hockey, no filter at Ken underscore Campbell 27. Maybe that's why he likes us. Cause he doesn't have to deal with our terrible Twitter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that might be it. Yeah, that might be it. If he was on Twitter, he'd be like, these guys are idiots. These guys are morons. Yeah, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not yeah. following these guys yeah. anymore. <laughs> At underscore Dylan Wah. And of course, reviews, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate you and we'll talk to you next week.